Hey guys, I'm Adam Fennig. And I'm Cody Sisko. And you're tuned in to the Talk and Shed podcast. Um, this is the third episode that, we're, uh, that we've done. And uh, we're not exactly in Ohio anymore. Um, we're basically, uh, right now we just got into Illinois. And uh, we're heading out to install some cover crop seeders and some other things today. Yeah, uh, where are we heading? We're heading to Illinois, you already said that. Um, but the town that we're heading to right now is, it's hard to pronounce, but it's Teutopolis, T-E-U-T-O-P-O-L-I-S. Yep. We're putting a uh, Balmar cover crop seeder on a brand new Great Plains Terramax. Yep. Um, I'm not real familiar with that tool, but um, customer out there he wants to of course seed his cover crops that way so we've got the truck and trailer and uh, we're gonna get that thing installed here today and then we've got to slip up near Gibson City Illinois and mount a Valmar uh, ST cart behind a Salford tool to seed cover crops that way as well yep um, so a lot going on uh, here today yeah uh, we were up early this morning left at 4 30 yeah. it was uh, yeah tried this, to wake up bright-eyed and bushy-tailed this morning out this know how well that's working podcast brought to you by McDonald's coffee <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah. yeah so that that's gonna keep us going here for a little bit I would say but yeah it's Right now, it's 8 o'clock Illinois time. Yep. We're going to be at, at the farm in about uh, 35 minutes. So yep. I'm hoping to get that cover crop seeder installed and, and done and out of there by about noon at the latest. Yeah, and hopefully we're out of there a little bit quicker than that. Yeah, slip up to Gibson City, yep. get that deal tackled. And I'd like to be heading back east here yet tonight. Yeah, that'd be nice. But yeah, because we're supposed to do a demo tomorrow. <laughs> we've got a Salford vertical tillage demo. Yep, 1224 vertical tillage demo. Uh, basically up by uh, Valparaiso, Indiana. Uh, that's where we're going to be at. Um, got two guys up there that are wanting to see it run. They live like seven miles apart. Uh, they Both of them wanted to see it run. So hopefully that goes well tomorrow. That is if we don't run into any hiccups while we're out here um, hopefully that doesn't happen yeah being on uh, doing installs it it can uh, it can create a lot of uh, issues if if you don't prepare for it properly so we've I feel like we're pretty prepared we've got our, our service truck with all the tools and we've got a welder generator we've got a air compressor um, all of the plates, spare U-bolts, about everything you can think of, but at um, least we think we got everything anyway. Yeah, so <laughs> you, you never know whenever you go on these trips um, what you're going to need and, and what you won't need, but um, we should have said it first though, but today is Thursday, um, so we're creeping up on the end of the week, I guess you can say, if, if your week runs Monday through Friday. Uh, it's September 30th, so um, creeping up on the tail end of October. And, you mean uh, end of September? End of September. Yep. And uh, 
yeah, out here in Illinois, we cut through Indianapolis and then came south. Uh, we're on 70. I've seen several cornfields that have been shelled. Yep. And I'm guessing once we get out here in Illinois, we're going to see the same because we're in the southern half of Illinois. Yeah, I was uh, I was pretty intrigued, but to, I just know that like around home, we're we're taking some stuff off, and it, I was kind of intrigued to see what we were going to run into out here. Um, from what I've heard, some guys have been running. Well, right now we're passing a couple of fields that have gotten tough. Gotten, guys have gotten into, so. Yeah, yeah there's I a mean, lot of stuff right there. Yeah. There's beans some and beans corn. cut. Yeah. Yeah. There's a combine there. It looks like he's having trouble. Yep. Yeah, he's got her opened up. Yep. But, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff shelled. That combine was on fire. Yeah. <laughs> If, if you're on Interstate 70 heading west, um, I don't know what mile marker we're at, but uh, that that one was on fire. Yeah, that one. No that doubt. One was burnt up. That's so. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's uh, there's going to be plenty of shelling being done, but yeah, we this podcast we're going to talk mainly about uh, this trip that we're making. Um, this trip has been in the works now for a couple weeks, and. Uh, it should be, like I said, just a one-day deal. Um, and then we're going to talk about the, de the demo tomorrow, maybe some potential plans that we've got for next week. But, uh, you know, we've traveled several places across the country mounting these cover crop seeders. And um, cover crops are, are something, you know, I'm not, I don't want to make the, this podcast about cover crops yet because we've got plenty of time to do that in the future. But... It's something that's not going away. No, yeah, and you're really starting to see a rise in it, especially in our area with H2O Ohio and stuff like that. You know, there's some government funding out there. I, I know I sold a cedar to a guy here in Illinois that uh, got some government funding for it. So it, it's definitely something that is being pushed, for sure. Um, but, yeah, that's that, I mean, that's what I'm seeing out of it. Um, yeah, the, the side of it that we cover is, you know, we sell the Valmar cover crop seeder. Mm -hmm. um, really the idea there is to take a, a hopper box that has a hydraulic fan and uh, it's got a metering system on it and you put that onto some type of a tool. You know most of the time we're putting them on a tillage tool, maybe a Great Plains Turbo Max or a Krauss Accelerator mm -hmm. or a Salford. Um, and the idea is to disperse that seed out and let that tillage tool, which it's a lighter duty tillage tool, we're not disrupting a lot, no. but just let that incorporate the seed. Yeah, just trying to get some seed to soil contact is all we're really looking for. We're not, we're not really looking to try to bury these seeds, you know. Exactly. Because and, you don't need much. Yep, and usually we're seeding a, a rye yep. or, or a mixture. Yep. Yeah, but, I know there are all kinds of different rations and all types of different concoctions that guys have been coming up with that are out there. A lot of radishes and stuff like that. And we know. even did one, uh, uh, that Josh Cox machine. What kind of tool is that? Uh, that was a McFarland reel disc. 
Well, it was more of a drag, though. Yeah. It, yeah, it, he he called it a real disc, but I don't think that's what it was. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. It, it was a little bit different, but what I'm getting at is it doesn't take a real aggressive tool. That thing was more like a drag harrow, and he was yeah. uh, uh, putting the cover crops out in front of it and just letting it drag the residue over it, and that's really all you need. Yeah, it was like a, almost like a heavy-duty rolling basket almost is yeah. what it was. Yeah, yeah, it was different, but something like that is going to work for you. Mm -hmm. But, you know, uh, this is the time basically from June until here creeping up on October, um, we mount a lot of these cedars. Yep. Uh, we, I don't know if, if you watch any of our drone videos that I put on YouTube of our inventory, but, you know, we typically stock anywhere from 20 to 40 of them, mm -hmm. and we'll go out and we'll install them anywhere in the country. Uh, I've traveled as far as South Dakota to install one, and we went as far south as uh, Florida, traveled down to a dairy in Florida last year, and... Uh, do you have any idea why you would have a dairy in Florida? Uh, not real sure. That well, sounds hotter than hell. Well, it, it was hot. And our, the whole time that we were going down there, we were trying to figure out why. Because in Ohio, we struggled to keep the cattle cool enough, you know, to, to maximize milk production. Well, mm -hmm. the secret is, is a few things. When we got down there, of course, we were intrigued. It was a huge dairy, Alliance Dairy down in Florida, and we learned that their water table is really shallow down there. So they can drill a well, and they don't have to go real deep, and they've got access to water. So they've got wells everywhere. So that that's one thing. They can get water uh, to cool the cows. They can get water for irrigation. About everything was irrigated. Yep. But the other thing is, there's certain ground that they can grow three crops of corn on in a year. Really? Which, of course, is the number one input for dairy yep. cattle is silage. Yep. And so they have an abundance of feed down there. So with the excess water, they can keep the cattle cool. They can grow three crops of corn a year, of a year and have plenty of feed. It was interesting. But, yeah, uh, it, it definitely sounds interesting, that's for sure. I've never, it, it never crossed my mind that a dairy would be in Florida. Yeah, you definitely just, wouldn't think that. Just a little fun fact while we were on that that topic. That's one of the coolest things about getting to uh, travel the country. Uh, we get to see some pretty cool farm shops. Yep. Um, you know, it, it's like the forklifts. Every forklift has their own little secret to start. And so you get to the guy's shop to unload your trailer, and one of them you got to... Uh, pull the lever back halfway and, and one of them you gotta turn the key and push three buttons to get it to move forward and some of them don't have brakes yeah. but uh, so you see a bunch of different farm shops and you get a uh, drive some very interesting forklifts too yeah. that's for sure yeah. but it's always fun to envision what kind of farm you're going to get to and then you get there and uh, you get to meet the farmers um, and it's, it's great. The, the biggest downside that I'd say of it, Cody's kind of fresh in the, in the traveling install world, but I, I don't like how uh, we're always in a rush. I wish we could slow it down and spend more time with the farmers because uh, they're great people. But on the flip side, 
we want to get home as yeah. fast as we can too. Yep. So, yep, we got Rugrats at home, so it's it's one of those deals. And wives, even though they don't like us all the time, but uh, yeah, it's it's something that you know it's hard. You know, you don't want to be away from family, but you also got to pay the bills at the same time and put food on the table. Yeah, it's fun. Then um, to scale to to sell the uh, you know a bunch of Valmars, you have to do. Uh, the installation yeah. a lot of times yep. it's not a hard job to do um, but you know whenever you have a crew who's done it you can save the farmer a lot of time and you can leave his farm with that thing being calibrated ready to rock so he can pull out into the field and, and see and yeah. that, that's their goal Yeah, and, and you know a lot of these guys that buy them you know they're usually in a time crunch it's kind of a last minute decision you know, all right, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do cover crops this year, and, and boom, he's like, all right, yep, this is what we're doing. We're throwing one on, uh, you know, and and you know, as a salesman, I always get at, well, how long will it take you to put one on? And I'm like, uh, well, it's like my shop guys can probably get one on in about, you know, two and a half hours, but you know, you not doing it, I would say that it'd take you every bit of a day. You know, if if you got a halfway idea, what you know what you're doing, um, and, and that's that's part of the thing too. No, no cedar install is the same. They're all different. You know, there's different brackets, different ways how you have to mount them to get them so that way they fit in between the wings. Or some of them, you know, you're sticking out uh, in front of the wings. So it's it's just all about how how well it's explained to a customer and. Sometimes, uh, I know as far as me as a salesman, I don't always do the best job of that. I'm sure Adam feels the same way. Um, so we, we spend a lot of time uh, trying to trying to tell guys how, how to do it, but it, that's easier said than done. Yeah, when you're working with electronics, you know, a lot of these Valmars, they've got a built-in rate controller. So it's an ISO rate controller that was designed by Mueller uh, Mueller is a company now owned by Trimble, yep. but what they do is they create uh, rate controllers and screens for whatever in the world it is you want to do. Well, they <coughs> created this rate controller for Salford, yep. and it's uh, it's not hard to navigate, but it's like every electronic, it takes some getting used to, and unfortunately electronics can't talk to us, so we have to figure them out. Um, so. We do have uh, screens back in our office where we can plug in and we can talk with the customer over the phone, but it's definitely a lot of phone calls. You know, why is my whisker switch not working? Why is my auto section control? Yes. Um, am I getting enough hydraulic flow? Uh, all those things, but it, it's all it's all manageable. But I know last night I was on the phone, you know, for over an hour with a guy between 7.30 and 8.30. Yep. Um, I had my boys at the park last night and we were troubleshooting a, a cover crop cedar, but it is that time of year and uh, every hour is precious when you're trying to get some growth before frost. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's the thing, you know, it, it it's easy to say to, you know, that we sell them that we sell them to, to you know have some patience and, and and that's that's really the biggest 
one of the biggest things that we need to have is a lot of patience and you know there's always going to be a learning curve and you need to expect a learning curve as far as getting a new piece of machinery on on the farm and uh, sometimes guys don't take that into consideration and I understand that I get it you guys want to get stuff done and uh, we, we need to see some growth before you know the first frost and I understand that but look at it from our viewpoint too you know it's it, it, it's yeah, it's give and take you know yeah there's a lot of uh, a lot of setup to those and Usually, Cody makes me take care of all those phone calls. So. <laughs> but um, yeah, this trip, uh, like I said, it, if you guys are familiar with uh, Two Topolis, I, I had never heard of it. It's around uh, Dietrich, uh, Illinois. Uh, it's probably about just shy of five hours from our shop. Um, so that's where we're headed right now. And then, like I said, we're going to swing up to Gibson City. That Gibson City deal is a little bit different. Um, so we're taking a, a pull-behind fertilizer cart, a 10-ton, and the customer has got a 40-foot Salford that we're going to hook it to so he can seed his cover crops this fall, pulling the 10-ton cart. When he's finished seeding cover crops, he's going to hook that 10-ton cart over to his Krause Gladiator and put down fertilizer this fall when he's making strips. So he's gonna be uh, using the, the box as a dual purpose rig to do cover crops on the Salford and, and fertilizer on the Krause. So that's gonna be an interesting deal. I can't wait till that one's done. Uh, that one, that one is my fear today of, of the hiccups and, and how long that one can take. The cover crop seeder, I'm pretty confident that one you know, I'm, I'm a little nervous because I've never, I don't know if I've ever seen a Terramax. So, uh, hopefully it fits and, and all of our brackets line up. But, yeah. I guess that's why we have the, the uh, generator welder. Yeah, we can fire it up and, and heat up some iron to make it fit the way we need it to. But, um, yeah, this trip, uh, we left this morning at 4.30. Um, I know Cody's really banking on getting back today because he didn't pack a bag. <laughs> um, I packed my bag. Well, you told me that you need to be home for your wife, so that's why I assumed that we were going to be back today. Well, I need to be home, but I, we'll, we'll have to see. <laughs> we'll have to see. Yeah. But uh, I packed my bags. But If uh, not, I guess I'm going shopping. I think I learned after about the 10th install to... Uh, if you think it's going to take two days, bank on three. Bank for three, yeah. But, uh, yeah, on the, on the road's fun. You get to learn a lot of stuff, see the countryside, and, and travel. That is a lot of fun. But you can run into some hiccups. And, and in the first podcast, we talked a lot about investment in equipment and employees. Just two years ago... We didn't even have a service truck to do these installs. We would just throw everything in a crate, a torch, and and uh, we didn't even. Uh, we brought a little wire welder, I guess, but we were fairly unprepared. It wouldn't take much of a hiccup to set us back. Um, whereas today, I feel really good about it. We've got the service truck loaded down with 
every Milwaukee tool known to man. Um, we've got uh, raw steel. We've got U-bolts galore. Uh, basically, a, a mobile shop, and, and that's what our goal was, so that you know we don't run into hiccups, and if we do, we can bail ourselves out of it. Yeah. But yep. I don't know. We'll have to see what we get into. Um, you know, next week, uh, I think we're getting to the tail end of our installs here. Um, we've got these two out in Illinois. I don't really know of any others. Um, but we did our first uh, demo there on Wednesday. We did a YouTube video on that demo. And then we're doing that uh, vertical tillage demo tomorrow. And then uh, from there, I'm sure next week is going to be packed full of demos uh, for customers because it's that time of year and we got to hop on those as soon as we can because everything's in a big time crunch there. Yep. Yep. Guys trying to, and that's the thing, trying to line up these demos with guys in harvest and stuff like that. I know, I know it's a, there's a big time crunch there and you only got so much time in the day, but you know, if, if you think one day is going to work and then it doesn't, and it, it's always, there's never going to be a good time to do it and so you just schedule one get it done then you know you know so but yeah I, you know that was my first demo there Wednesday that was that was fun uh, or no that was Tuesday wasn't it yeah Tuesday and uh, yeah it was how far away is the one tomorrow it's, it'll be in Valparaiso Indiana so it's about a hour drive regular so it'll probably take us about five hours to get there four to five i mean you, you can tow them tillage tools uh somewhere in that 40 to 50 mile an hour range depending on the truck you got in front of them yeah they've and, got a huge undercarriage under yeah and on on the uh 1224 it won't be near as heavy as what that what that 2400 or that 4200 was uh, there on Tuesday, so is that customer keeping that tool for a while, or are we bringing? It um, I think we're bringing it back, so that'll be a long day. Yep, yep. So that'll be that'll be a haul, but it'll be good. Like I said, we got two customers interested, so hopefully uh, they like what they see, and we can get get something done. So uh, I know I've been working with the one guy since. March. He won't. He wanted to demo one there in the spring, and we never really got time. We were so busy with planter installs and stuff like that, so we never really had time to get one up there to him. And yeah. Now we got a little bit of time here, and uh, gonna do that. And then uh, I got a. I got another guy up by uh, north of. What is it? North of Lima, I believe where he's at he's somewhere in that area he's right around 7530 area in that intersection there and uh him and his neighbor also want to see one run they both have Krauss accelerators uh i know the one guy he's really interested in upgrading uh he's got the old Krauss orange paint on his and so he's got a pretty pretty older model but he's really interested to see that five inch spacing work yeah the new five-inch spacing tools from Salford are pretty sweet. Um, I did a 
YouTube video on it probably a week or so ago what the numbers mean on the Salford tools and uh, I always get questions there but you guys that are familiar with the Salford tools and have maybe a bad taste in your mouth from the seven and a half inch spacings and uh, them not doing enough dirt movement when when you saw those tools I urge you to give them another chance uh, the new five inch spacing is night and day yeah I mean it, it's aggressive it, it's I'd put it next to a Krauss accelerator or Great Plains or any of those gang tools that that can move some dirt side to side mm -hmm. even though a Salford's not really designed to move dirt side to side but um, it it's a sweet tool I, I'd urge you to try them and they're really gaining a lot of momentum yeah yeah absolutely and you can deck those things out as far as blade uh, blade wise you know there's a 13 wave and there's an 8 wave you know I've had guys put 8 wave blades on all on all the colder or on all the colder mounts or you know we can split them up half and half so it's basically whatever is going to work for you so there there's a lot of a lot of options there as far as what we can do with those things yeah yep um What'll be really interesting is if we do a podcast later tonight, after today, we can see if, if Cody's bet on not packing clothes pans out, and we can talk about the hiccups of today. If we had to fire up the, the Miller welder generator, Hopefully if this was not. a live podcast, we could take bets on if that thing's going to get turned over today. <laughs> uh, we've got an air arc with us to, yep. to cut out welds. Yep. Boy, we're in big trouble if we fire up that thing. But, yeah, uh, hopefully hopefully we don't. You, you got to have one, but um, it, it'll be interesting. I'm optimistic about today going fast. I I told Cody on our, we were walking through the steps of what we're going to do when we get there. Typically, when we get to an install, I've worn, I've worn, I've told the customer that we're going to be there, so I guess I, I warned him that we're coming. Um, but I, he knows we're coming, yep. so the, the tool's going to be hooked up, ready to go. Um, well, hopefully. Yeah, it usually is. Yeah. So the first thing we're going to do is find a forklift. Yep. And we're going to hook up our jig. We've got a big I-beam jig that we use to hook to the cedar to get it lifted up and over the hitch and up onto the center of this tillage tool and we're going to have the cedar sitting down on the Terramax mm -hmm. bolted down within 20 to 25 minutes of us getting there yep. uh, the the brackets that we put onto the Terramax we can wrestle those around by hand we'll set them down we'll get bolts and new bolts through them we'll, we'll get them bolted down fast at that time the forklift should already be hooked to the jig. The cedar should be in the air and, and literally moving over the, the jig or the brackets as the guy is finishing tightening up those bolts. And we're gonna set it down and get U-bolts. And from there, we're gonna run our hoses. And if everything goes right, um, there's a potential we could have this thing knocked out in two and a half hours today. Yeah, yeah. Yep, and I know uh, Adam's over there sitting there hoping that I am just dead wrong about not getting home tonight. But I might drag my feet a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just so that way he can uh, rub that one into me. But uh, yeah, no, hopefully it all goes good. And 
you know, if, if we get done with this cedar, and like we said, in two and a half hours, we'll be there at what? What'd you say? Nine? We're going to be at this, at the farmer's place at 8.30. 30. We've got about 10 minutes left. Yep. Gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I like doing installs in late September because it's not going to be 90 degrees today. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep, that'll be nice. We won't be sweating real, yeah. real bad then. Yeah. It, it'll be hot, but it's overcast and uh, beautiful day to do an install. Yeah. And we might, I don't know. I know he's got some crops off already. We might be able to watch him run a little bit. Yeah. After we get it done. So. Yep. We'll see, but uh, yeah, we'll probably do a podcast to follow up tonight and see how today went, but uh, this morning while we were driving four and a half, five hours, we figured we would uh, take some time to record a podcast and tell you guys what we're up to. Yep. Um, this is episode number three, so um, I would say by now people are probably tired of hearing us, but that's yeah. all right. We'll yeah. keep recording. Yeah, we'll... we'll uh definitely whenever we have some downtime we're gonna we're gonna definitely try to i've so. only received 10 phone calls since we started recording so uh, yeah i received about two or three so so yeah we'll have to get back at it once the clock strikes eight it's the rat race begins yep. so um we're gonna log off of here get some customers called back they probably need some help with their uh valmar iso rate controllers we're gonna get some seeds spitting out of them here yet today so yep. We appreciate you guys tuning in and look forward to more of them. Yep, yep. Thanks, guys.